This podcast is being brought to you in part by the veteran-founded Hero Soap Company, located in Phoenix, Arizona. In today's environment, we must be aware of the products we apply to our skin. As a two-time cancer survivor, I cannot afford to take chances, and I use these products myself. The soaps will leave you feeling clean and refreshed. All the products made by the Hero Soap Company are made in the United States with the highest quality ingredients sourced from companies in the United States whenever possible. The products are made in small batches to ensure high quality and contain premium essential oils and fragrance. All Hero Soaps are created without synthetic colorants, parabens, and sulfates that are irritating to the eyes, skin, mouth, and lungs, and are cruelty-free, meaning these products are not tested on animals. Each 5-ounce bar of soap is handmade in Phoenix, Arizona, and the body wash is available in 8 ounces with such refreshing scents as the woods, tea tree, lavender, the fields, bourbon, lime, the pines, and arctic. You will absolutely love this soap. Please also check out their gear for sale. All the products are reasonably priced. Being veteran-founded, the company understands the dedication and sacrifice that each family makes to serve their country. A portion of sales is donated back to charities that are focused on helping veterans and our first responders. Over 1,200 bars have been sent to our deployed troops. Please check out their website, HeroSoapCompany.com, for pricing and a detailed description of all the products. When ordering, use the code RAP for a 10% discount. The company information will be listed in the podcast notes and featured on the podcast website, Facebook group, page, and the podcast Instagram. Welcome, everyone, to It's a Wrap with Rap. I am your host, Ron Rappaport. Before we start, I would like to thank all our listeners, sponsors, and supporters that have helped to make this podcast so successful. The podcast is being heard in all 50 states, all provinces of Canada, and over 45 countries around the world. The podcast has been ranked by Feedspot as one of the top 35 overcoming adversity podcasts on the web. From thousands in that category and is ranked by traffic, social media followers, and content freshness. Please visit the podcast website, it's a wrap with rap.com for all the episodes and other information regarding the podcast. This podcast features people who have overcome life's challenges and adversities, people who can inspire, motivate, and educate us on an assortment of topics. My guest today is Gene Alba. Gene is the founder and CEO of Showering Love, a mobile hygiene bus serving the unhoused population of South Florida with showers, new clothing, personal hygiene products, and medical services. Showering Love was founded by Jean in 2016, following her own 10-year journey of homelessness. Jean has facilitated numerous public discussions about the plight of the homeless and its impact on the family and community at large. Jean's mission through Showering Love is to empower the unhoused with dignity that can ultimately change the trajectory of their lives. She is a notable community leader and advocate. She has served as a keynote speaker and panelist for multiple agencies, universities, and companies. She has received multiple awards, including the My Life, My Choice Award, and the Halo Award. Welcome, Jane, to the podcast. So glad to have you. Thank you so much, Ron, for having me. I, I, I am so honored that... Um, that you asked me to be on your podcast. We're very honored that that you could do it and and you have such an inspirational story. Tell us well, where you've you grew- inspired a lot of people too because well, you have a long list of followers. So uh, that says a lot about you and in the content you bring. Well, thank thank you so Keep much. Keep it up. We need you. 
I appreciate the kind words. So you have such an inspirational story. Tell us where you grew up and about your childhood years and how you survived it. Okay. Um, so I'm born and raised in Davie, Florida. My childhood definitely was a really rough childhood for a kid, I guess. You know, um, I was sexually molested uh, from um, family members from my earliest memory. Um, and it continued until um, until I was 15. During, during the time uh, when I was 10, almost going to be 11, my father and mother were arguing and my mother said she was going to leave my dad. He took out a gun to try to shoot the tire on her car so she couldn't leave. And the gun misfired. And when he shook it, it went off and went in his brain. He survived it, but was a paraplegic. Um, oh, sorry, sorry, I'm going to turn um, for the rest of his life. And then when I was 15, my mother, my mother was an only child. So her second cousin was like her brother. And he had done 20 years in prison. And I remember her being so excited about him finally coming home. Sure. So of course, you know, you know, you're an only child. This is your to you, your brother. And she brought him into the home. My mother was born deaf. So one night, well, she always took her hearing aids out at night. I was in my room and he came in and he kind of shook my foot and said, Jeannie, I'm cold. Could you get me a blanket? I'm like, sure. Well, he had other plans and, um, he rapes me and then told me if I ever told anyone that he would kill my mom. I, I, I did, I did tell my sister, uh, because I ran away. I was not going to stay in that house. Oh, yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. You know, so anyway, I, I left and, uh, you know, he eventually uh, was arrested and he ended up dying in prison. So, you know, you go through, you know, how to, you know, from being molested to watching your father shoot himself in the head to being brutally raped. And then at the age of 17, being sex trafficked. How does a kid survive that? I don't know how you survived, but I'm sure glad you did. And uh, I'm so sorry that you had, you know, to go through all that. Let's forward to your adulthood. You're yeah. you're living in you're living in Davie, Florida. Yeah. Uh, and you're raising your sons. And uh, I get I marry a yeah. very wealthy man. Yeah. A very wealthy man, and. You know, we got that million dollar home, which is, you know, this was 30 years ago. And and I drove a Porsche and, and he drove a Mercedes. And, you know, like uh, we own five businesses. You know, there was no no lack of, uh, of, you know, no lack of of needs. Right. I mean, we could get anything we really wanted. And. My husband would buy me anything. He, you know, we're still good friends today. Gene, I understand you were a barrel racer. I was. Could you tell our audience what is barrel racing? I and, love it. And, and tell us about that time period. And there was there was a tragic event that befell you. But but first, start out with what is what is a barrel racer? And uh, and tell us about that time period. 
Thank you. Love that yeah. question. Yeah. So uh, it's it's uh, you and your horse. It's a race against. Let me take a very brief moment out to alert all our patients and caregivers out there that rare patient voice, a supporter of the podcast, is paying for your input. Patients 16 years and older and caregivers, family and friends of any disability, disorder, syndrome, illness, or condition have the opportunity to express their opinions through surveys and interviews to improve medical products and services. Who knows your journey better than you? Rare Patient Voice puts you in touch with researchers who are developing products and services that can help you and others with your condition. These researchers need input of patients to develop products and services that have significant impact on patients' lives. Over the past nine years, Rare Patient Voice has paid patients over $10 million. When you join Rare Patient Voice, you may be invited to participate in interviews, surveys, or online communities where you will share your insights. Rare Patient Voice usually has hundreds of studies running at any time, so there are many opportunities to participate. You will earn $120 per hour for participating in these studies. By making your voice heard, you are a catalyst for change. Rest assured, your input will be used to help other patients like you. There is no cost at all to you, the participant. You can get more information and sign up by clicking the link in the sponsor's notes. It's the clock. You're not yeah. really racing against competitors. You are racing against that clock. So if anyone's been to a rodeo, you've seen the ladies out there, you know, running about 35, 40 miles an hour as they're running around. It's a cloverleaf pattern that you that you make as you ride, ride with your horse. And um, I ended up becoming ninth in the world. Wow. Yeah. Um that you know i've been riding horses my whole life and uh, i loved it it was my it was really i think my identity um and uh, so two weeks after coming back from from wishing uh from winning the national national finals i slipped and i was patronizing a fast food restaurant and i i turned from the from the counter, I had my young son with me, and we had stopped for breakfast. And uh, an employee pulled a mop a mop out, and when I stepped in that water, I like did a split, and my back split straight up. Wow! Uh, only one in a million break their back that way. And um, of course, it had to be me. So this is where, you know, I get introduced to pain pills. Well, you're you know? in a lot of pain. You're you're in probably chronic pain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, um, I still, I'm still, my back hurts me. Um, but, but I just go through the pain. It'll go away, you know. But, um, but then depression set in. You know, barrel raising was my life. Yeah. It was, you know, I, it's it's what I was known for, you know. People paid me to train them, to, to prepare them for, you know, the journey I had went. You know, after the, after I went to the hospital and I saw the doctor, he's like, Jeannie, you, you won't ever ride again. And... I was supposed to go to Vegas in a month and run for the world title. Wow. It's you like, must have been devastated. That that That's devastating news. Like now I feel like kind of choked up still because I worked my whole life for that trip. Sure. My whole life. And in an instant, it was taken away. Yeah, it's, it's just amazing yeah. how that can happen. And just, just an instant, you know, some crazy thing. Where you trip and fall. Yeah. So, you know, that was that was a world, that was a dream. And uh since I was a little girl, that was a dream uh to 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 make it to uh uh the national finals, you know, well the world finals, really. Um, but it wasn't in the cards. Yeah. Once the doctor told me 
I'd never ride again. I just laid in that bed, getting deeper and deeper and deeper into depression. I started to take more pain pills because, see, I didn't like me. I never liked me, and I never wanted to be me. I always wanted to be somebody else my whole life. I, I never wanted to be me. But when I took the pain pills, yeah, it took, took away the physical pain. Yeah. But it also took away the emotional pain of all those things that I shared that were I, I was keeping a secret. That didn't come out till years later. Like, I did talk to my mom, you know, about it. But I guess because it happened to my mom, she was like, you got to get over it, you know. And um, I guess everyone deals with, you know, the tragedies and the traumas. Yeah. Ways, um, you know, so I am diagnosed with PTSD. I'm dyslexic. So anyway, the pain pills got more and more. And I don't know if anyone you know knows about addiction, but one too many in a thousand is never enough. Yep. You're going through this depression. Are you getting any support, you know, from your husband, from your family? Are you getting any support? As yeah. you get deeper and deeper into depression, is somebody trying to help you? My 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 ex mother in law, she she saw it and she was vocal about it, and she had already been calling people because she was concerned. She knew yeah. I was getting too skinny, so and I was close with her. So I finally one day I met her for for lunch. And and I told her the truth. I said, I'm in over my head. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm a PTA mom. You know, I'm vice president of the rodeo association. You know, like, so I was, some, you know, somebody. Yeah. And, you know, I wasn't able to keep up my, um, my duties. Yeah. Uh, just started falling behind and... Then it got to a place where my my husband just couldn't take it any longer, right? Because I was always draining draining our bank accounts. Now we, like I said, he was a wealthy man, but you know when you're you're spending as much money as I was spending a day, you yeah, you know it, it was definitely noticeable. And definitely was affecting affecting our lives, and it ended up affecting um, the partner, you know, because he found out that I took money from the company, and everything spiraled out of control. And my husband came to me one day and said, "Listen, Jeannie, I love you. I can't save you, right? But I have to save our boys." Yeah. He said, I, I, I got a restraining order. He says, so they're going to be here like in an hour. You need to get whatever it is you're going to take. And then they're going to remove you from the property. It was shocked. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So that happens. And we jump into a situation where you're living alone and you're living, as I understand it, under a bridge or a couple bridges. Mm -hmm. And this lasted for 10 years. Mm -hmm. uh, can you describe to us your living, your living condition at that time and, and the things you experienced during that time? So... I was a loner on the streets. I, of course, I have trust issues at, at this point, and uh, I don't want anybody near me. 
Um, I still don't sleep well uh, because I sleep high on alert, just as a military man would be yeah. um, on alert. Um, so I don't really sleep well ever. And they've tried everything. Um, you know, there was days out there that in times that they did did wake up and say, you know, I'm going to go get a job today. All right. You know, then I look at myself, you know, with a little makeup mirror I had. You know, I didn't have front teeth. My clothes were dirty. There wasn't there wasn't a shower like Showering Love, the company I run today and created. Right. Um, and, you know, this our second bus now, um, Showering Love's Loads of Love. It's a laundry bus. So um, that's why we're heading out because the community needs to clean some clothes that were in their houses that got, you know, yeah. ruined or damned. So we'll be out there. But here's what happened in a nutshell. You know, I was able uh, to get my mom's trailer and I lived there for a while. And see, there would be spurts where I would stop and do good. And then one day, back out again. So I decided, okay, I've got to do something different. Oh, so then it ends up, I'm I'm under the bridge. And I'm living there and I've given all hope. I'm never going to get my life back. I'm going to die out here. And would my kids even know? Angry at God, angry at myself. How did I let myself get here? Not me. Not me. And I like, and I hear this a lot outside. Like, it like something happens and then this spiral starts. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, my husband divorced me. And then, he got a restraining order for the kids because he didn't want me near the kids when I was high. So I didn't see my kids for 10 years. Every Mother's Day, I tried to commit suicide. Every Mother's Day. I couldn't take the pain. It, it just, my head wouldn't stop. You know, were they thinking of me? Did they remember what I looked like? Do they even care about me? And, you know, my my head said a lot of, you know, our, our brain lies to us and it lies for us because it's always in survival mode. What, what, was the, what was the event that happened uh, to bring you... Uh, to seek out help out of your situation and, and how, long, that. how long a process was that? Cause I know something happened. You're out there, you're, you're, you're giving up and, and something happened, an event that brought you out of all this. Tell us about yeah. that. So, you know, great question. Um, you know, there was a pivotal moment and let's see, you know, there was a clear action of clarity. So I didn't know that um, that my son had been looking for me, my oldest son. Didn't know, um, but he had been. So he reached out to my estranged sister. Uh, we don't really, we've never been close close with my brothers and um, she delivers a letter that my son is mailed to her house and she didn't open it. She brought it to me 
And I'll share a little piece of that with you. Sure. It said, Mom, I don't even know where to begin with you. It's been so long. There's no hope for us ever having a relationship. He said, Mom, I see you're in and out of jail. I just wish you would change your life. He said, I don't know if you're aware, Mom, but you're a grandmother to four grandsons. I had no idea. Right. No idea. And that night, he ended, he ended that life with saying to me, Mom, I'm tired of watching the obituary, and I just wish it would be over already. I cried. I curled up in a fetal position, and I cried all night. I just couldn't stop. And why was that? Because I know what pain is like. But I forgot what love felt like. And in that letter, knowing they had been looking for me and tracking me and, you know, following me, meant they did care. They were trying to survive this as well. You know, they had, you know, a PTA mom, a mom who was at every football game, baseball game, like, I'm not going to say I was the perfect mom, but I was very much involved in my kid's life until all this happened. And then life changed to be something I never would have said would have happened to me. Yeah, Because my whole life, I've always been involved with the homeless. Always had a heart for the homeless. And I was in upstate New York. Uh, we, we were uh, a bunch of ladies. Uh, we were uh, helping feed feeding feeding America, unloading tractor trailers. At the end of the day, walked up to the tractor trailer, and I hear this voice tell me, "Take the tractor trailer." Put showers on one side, washers and dryers on the other. Put an ice machine in there, blankets and a pantry. And I want you to go to the bridges and help help them. So we're doing that now. In Miami, we go um, under a bridge where there's 200 people. Now, what makes us unique from any other shower um, we're fully self-contained. What does that mean? It means that we house uh, everything right on the, the bus. We have our own electric. We have our we have our own, own fresh water and our own gray water tanks um, on the bus. So it literally lets us meet the guests where they are physically. Mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Gina, I want to back up a minute. What's your status with your kids now? Oh, well, I got married um, six years ago. Ah. And my four sons walked me down the aisle and gave me away. That must have been nice. I married an amazing man. Amazing man. And, you know, I, I said, you know, the God of my understanding, I said, I'm never going back. Like, I can't hold my head up after what I did at Davey. From being somebody, you know, that was kind of somebody. And now, you know, like, I'm a low-life drug addict. And, uh. Boy, don't tell God you're not going to do something because I fall in love with with Bob, my husband, now. And 
feelers right dead center. And uh, actually about five blocks from where I was born at. Wow. Yeah. So every Sunday when we go take the Harleys out, I go by the bridge and I see her. Let's break away for a moment to talk about the health of our teeth and gums. A recent study put out in the Springer Nature publication found that people who have good teeth have a high population of good bacteria in their mouth. As it turns out, many common dental products, such as toothpaste and mouthwash, contain toxic ingredients that can destroy the microbiome in the mouth. This explains why teeth can thrive for hundreds of years outside the mouth, for example, in fossils, while in our mouths they get ruined by something so simple as chocolate. That is why Prodentum was created. Prodentum is the only product in the world with a unique blend of 3.5 billion probiotics and nutrients, specially designed to repopulate your mouth with good bacteria. Every Prodentum chew will support the good health of your gums and teeth. Prodentum is a proprietary blend of four plants and minerals containing inulin, which supports the good bacteria, malic acid in strawberries, which maintains tooth whiteness, tricalcium phosphate, supporting tooth health, and peppermint, which is a natural anti-inflammatory. Prodentum is a natural formula, easy to use, and contains no stimulants, non-habit-forming, non-GMO, and gluten-free. Prodentum is made in the United States and in an FDA-registered facility. Your order is covered by a 60-day, 100% money-back guarantee. If you are not impressed by the transformation of your gums and teeth, or you don't admire your Hollywood star smile, then at any time from the 60 days of purchase, once notified, ProDenim will refund your money. A link for more information and to order will be listed in the podcast notes. I still see her. People still living under there. No one's there. No? No? No, uh, they made it so you couldn't sleep. Under the oh, well, I just uh, want to tell tell our audience that in 2017, uh, you founded Showering Love, and uh, 2016. Oh, 16. Okay. Yeah, we founded uh, uh, June 23rd, 2016, but we unveiled August 31st, 2017. Now, and now we have two buses. Well, you got that idea. You got that idea, you know, to, to do the bus with the showers and everything. People want to know. I want to know. How did you make that happen? <laughs> it kind of just happened. Um, you know, everybody thought I was crazy. And, you know, I have, you know, a, a, a spiritual mentor and another um, business mentor to guide me. And, and they wanted me to go to, back to college. They wanted me to go to college. And uh, that was the only way. To go. And I fought them. And I'm like, no. Like, God told me to do this. Like, now it's been 30 years ago. I have the pictures of the day I'm standing in front of that trailer that I get this vision for this. So I'm about, I'm about three years sober now doing well, got a good job. Um, I'm living the life on the beach, uh, you know, like I could have never, uh, I've had many miracles in my life. Yes. Yes. Uh, And if, and you know, if we, if my husband and I didn't meet or marry each other because uh, so we have four acres. Um, so we're able to store the buses in the back. And also we have tractor trailers that ho- hold all our inventory. Okay. So these mentors put you in touch with somebody who. No. No. Okay, how did that happen? So here's what happened. Uh, you know, there were several people that knew I lived under the bridge. They knew me by name. They would bring me dinner. Uh, um, and there was this one special couple. They'd literally take me home. And uh, 
you know, feed me good, let me watch TV. And then they take me back. And they would take me to a group meeting. And they did it faithfully, probably for about six weeks. And then I fell off the wagon. And they said, okay, Jeannie, we, we, we can't do it anymore, okay? No, we love you, but we, we can't do it. And right. I said, I understand. So once I already had the project in my head and I knew I knew what I wanted to do, but I had made a commitment that I would try to find as many people as I could that assisted me under the bridge to let them know that their kindness was a part of why I succeeded. Because I didn't do this on my own. By no means. Wasn't easy. But it's doable. And that's what I tell our guests. You know? Yeah. Same thinking that, that God is there is not going to get us out. It's not. And, um, you know, for the first time, like I started like listening to people who really had my best interest at heart. Yeah. I did. And uh, just doing things different this time because I knew I, I, it was weird because I was, I was, I didn't want to go back to the bridge, you know, like I, I, I guess I, I don't know, but after I got that letter from my son, uh, within two weeks, I started my journey to where I am today. And, right. And, and I want to, uh, I want to tell our audience. Uh, so the bus was retrofitted and it's ADA compliant. You named it Grace, I believe. Am I right? Yeah, there's two. Yeah, there's two now, but there was one then. Uh, I want you to just briefly describe the services uh, Showering Love that you started provides now for the unhoused Absolutely. and uh, the area that you serve. And, and how do the people how do the people in uh, West Palm, Broward and Dade County in Florida, how do they know where the bus is going to be? Yeah, that, that's a great question. Um, so uh, we go where we where we know they already are, right? So uh, it, it most of the time it will be with a soap soup kitchen, okay? Okay. Um, they're going there to get a hot meal. Let's get them a shower. So something about showering love that's unique. Um, other than just that we're fully self-contained, um, is that we give every guest, every time they shower, they get a brand new outfit. Ah. We don't care about anything used. Now, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not saying there's anything wrong. But what we feel and so also uh just to let you in 80 percent of our team have all been homeless five plus years or more and we were able to get them off the streets and then hired them how many showers so far <laughs> and how many guests do you think you've helped ah so uh i actually happen to know those numbers um so uh to date, uh, we know that uh, we have done uh, 50,000 showers and we have provided 70,000 services. Wow. That's unbelievable. Yeah. And Can we you... don't get no support, like no support, no. And, and we hire a grant company and, um, you know, uh, what we hear from the granders is, you know, it's great. They get to take a shower, but 
they don't have a home to go to. I'm like, I get that. But until you can get them into housing, where are they supposed to shower? You know, and and, and tell our audience, tell our audience your thought process. How did how did you come up with showering? What what was the the key motivation on that? Because you know, it was it was the well, one thing I believe that love is the one thing that connects us all. Yeah. Whether we're standing in, coming from, receiving from, or giving from love, right? It's the circle of love. Love comes in, love goes out, love comes in. So I, I'm when I thought of a name, um, it took me a while because it had to have the name love in it. Um, and if you look at our logo, you'll see that the heart is open. The heart is open. And the ripple effect, right? So the, the subliminal message was, you know, when we open our hearts, it starts a ripple effect. Okay. And, and, and a shower was the one thing that I these people go. really miss, right? I mean, they're on the street. And a shower is like a, it's a big deal. It's something. So right now, since, since COVID, um, so we can do 50 showers without having to dump and, and, and refill the tanks. Um, we are at capacity right now. Yeah. It's so sad. Um, I think I think you know there are so many benefits of a shower, you know, yeah. health and wellness. Your your self esteem is interwoven, or low self esteem is interwoven into poor hygiene. Okay, right? gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, and then so here they're living outside. They get cuts and. They don't follow up with the doctor. Um, they have wounds, right? They got to keep them wounds clean. Right. You know? Um, and so we have a schedule and we come around one, you know, we are like every Monday we're at the same place every Tuesday, but okay. they don't, most of them don't get a shower, but once a once a week. Now, some of them will come. Um, some will come for um, two or three times. Well, we all know that taking a shower makes everybody feel a lot better when they get right. out of the shower. You're you're clean, you know. I mean, you're 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 invigorated. And yeah, uh, you know that's that's what we say. Yeah. You know, it's like when I get out of here. Here's my thing. So we have a barber on state on staff as well, right? You know, you get a shower, you get your hair done, you put on a nice new outfit. Yeah. Right? And you walk out, you got a little more pep in your step. I know I do. Yeah. I go get my hair done, you know, I'm happy. And I wish, I wish that somehow we could convey the message. Now we were able to get two veterans house this month and we got two ladies off the streets as well. Yeah. So besides offering showers, you're also helping people get housing. Yes. If we can get them placed, we, yeah, we find out that we take an intake and then we know where, if they qualify for certain places, um, or we know how to get them registered for, uh, for placement. Okay. Uh, you know, we also, we have a company that makes fresh lunches every day. Wow. 
Wow. Everything. So, you know, one day is turkey, one day is peanut butter and jelly, one day is uh, uh, chicken, one day is um, salami. Um, so, and then it comes with cookies, chips, crackers, and others. Oh, there's always a fruit in the bag. That's uh, good. Because they eat at the soup kitchen that we're partnering with and that's for them to take for later on in the evening because yeah. there's no places open at night there's one but a lot of people can't get there what's the source of your funding uh i think you mentioned corporate what? help or are you mostly community funded it's or the community the community is our heartbeat like we do fundraisers, you know, all the time. And we've always met our our our, our goal. And um yeah. Uh the podcast starting today, uh, will be partnering with you by donating half of all our sales profits uh from the purchases of our logo store podcast merchandise to showering love. We're gonna do that for a month. And then we're going to see how it goes. I love and, it. Thank and, you. And we may we may extend it more. And we're going to use our social media to expand uh, the public awareness uh, of your efforts. And I'd like to ask you one more question. Uh, well, a couple more. But what kind of advice uh, do you have for those out there uh, struggling with homelessness, or for the or or for the friends and family? of people who are homeless, what, what advice do you have for them? How can they, you know, how can they help? Yeah. Because it affects the whole family. Right. No. Um, I got a call yesterday. Um, I feel so bad for the young girl. Um, she, um, I guess she, she's, she feels like she missed the signs at, but her sister took her life yesterday and wow. yeah and she just wished she would have didn't work you know you, you you can't beat yourself up but if if you or someone you know is 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 either on the verge or please please reach out to us um our phone number is 954-529- Six zero nine eight, and we'll do um, what what we can. And a lot of times, you know, it's once we hear a certain word, we say, "Okay, that person fits in over here." You know, we know what the criterias are, um, but but we can help you navigate the system because it's not really an easy system to navigate. So okay. um, we're here. We're here to help you. Okay, we're we're gonna we're gonna put that number out uh, uh, on the podcast notes. Uh, again, how can people who want to contact your organization? How do, how can they contact you? What's the easiest way? Email. Okay. Oh, email and the email address is contact at showeringlove.org again contact at showeringlove.org okay we'll put that in the podcast notes as well that's contact at showeringlove.org and you have a website showeringlove.org www i assume showeringlove.org right yeah. okay Okay. I want to thank you, Jeannie, for, uh, for spending time with us and being brave uh, to make your life an open book to help others in need and, and give others an insight into the body and soul of the homeless. Uh, you're truly doing the Lord's, the Lord's work, and I wish you uh, all the best going forward. Uh, the podcast will always be here uh, to help you out if needed. Uh, and thank you very much for being on the podcast with us. Thank you so much for having me. Um, 
anyone really um, uh, want to hear really more in depth? Uh, you know, I, I've done a TED Talk. Uh, you might want to watch that as well. Okay. Um, but uh, thank you so much. Also, I want to uh, put out an invitation right now. Um, anyone. Sharing Love's goal is to see um, buses or a bus in your city, your town, your state. Here's what we're offering because we want to fill the need as well. Our team has offered our knowledge, our wisdom, and the know-how to bring these buses to fruition. It's really not as hard as you think it is. Um, the first one, it took us 11 months to build it. The, the, <laughs> the second bus took us a month. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so uh, um, I wish I had pictures of the uh, here, you know what I'm gonna hold. Well, we'll, we'll show we'll show pictures on our on our Facebook yeah. group, uh, and 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 that was one of the questions uh, I didn't get to ask you, but yeah, Jean, Jean is uh, her group is her organization is offering every every other group out there throughout the United States and in the world, uh, whoever wants to uh, to duplicate this uh, in their area. So it's not. That Jean is just concentrating on South Florida. She's 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 concentrating on the whole world, which which is yeah. which is awesome. Uh, thank you once again. And uh, comments and suggestions uh, for the podcast, you can email me at it's a wrap with rap at gmail.com. Our website is it's a wrap with rap.com. Our Facebook group is it's a wrap with rap. We're on Instagram, it's a wrap with rap podcast, and all the episodes are on YouTube. It's a wrap with rap the podcast uncut i want to thank everyone for listening please stay safe and for now it's a wrap